Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. At this point, who gives a crap? How visceral, how obsessed <laughs> Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown is the 25th of November, the year of our Lord 1999. Somewhere in the world, lucky kids were playing Donkey Kong 64. Those lucky kids were hopefully not watching The Sixth Sense, which was still number one for the second week in a row in the UK box office. And Robbie Williams's She's the One slash It's Only Us was the one that charts. World Party had made the song a year ago and Rob Williams covered it a year later and then gave no credit oh. and claimed for years that he had written it. Whoops! I thought it was a Robbie Williams song. Exactly. This culminated in a telephone outburst from the song's actual writer, Wallinger, to Chambers stating, your effing friend Robbie Williams, tell from <laughs> tell him from me he's a C. <laughs> Williams never publicly acknowledged that She's the One is a cover of a World Party track until 20 years later... In the 2019 advert for the Christmas present, when he's doing the Alexa thing, mm-hmm. the device substitute asks him, did you write She's the One? To which Robbie goes, no, I didn't. <laughs> Took him 20 years to admit, actually, uh, yeah, by it which, was a cover. By which point, there's no, there's no point even admitting it. Hmm. But that was 20 years later. 20 years earlier, there was a little show called SmackDown, a little network called UPN. What happened on that show? What is the fallout from Survivor Series 99? That was last week. The fallout from the fallout. 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 (laughs) That's right. What Shinobu was left in SmackDown? Is SmackDown still on the air? Is Test still a joke? The answer to these questions and more can only be found right now on the Cultaholic Classic SmackDown review. Signing yourself, Matthew, and his colleague who makes him look so good every week, Mr. Tom Campbell. How are you doing, pal? The man that Tom Collihue calls... Probably the funniest man in wrestling media. Thank you, Tom Collihue. I've never liked you, Tom Collihue. <laughs> Daily DDT and Sports Key Writer. Oh, that guy. Thank oh. you, Tom Collihue. Take that to the bank. I'm great, mate. How the devil are you? <laughs> it's, it's been lovely. I'm very sorry for being late, by the way. As I get this off. I got on the bus and I walked into a bad comedy sketch because a few stops <laughs> on the run. And this, is, this sums up Ben Well, the area where I live. <laughs> bus gets on the bus. And if the I, bus if, gets on the bus. Someone, I said, someone I mean, gets on the bus. <laughs> that in itself is a comedy sketch. Oh, just you wait. Perception. There's no point making fun of it because what reality is too dumb. <laughs> okay. She gets on, and I can't hear what she's saying, but she used to have a long conversation with a bus driver about something. They go back and forth, they back and forth. It's like an NXT UK main event. It just goes on forever. 
And then eventually she gets on. The boy went, excuse me, but everyone's looking around going, what, what's going on? What, 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 why aren't we moving? The next bus will be along. After f- legit five minutes, which on a bus is tantamount to an hour, yeah. she gets off two stops later. Oh, you could have walked it in less time it took her to argue a point. But I am here in, in living colour, and I can't <laughs> wait to go through a lovely SmackDown with you because Gosh. not only do we have SmackDown to go through, I have the bits from Jericho's second book. Oh, he's brought a tone with him that's this right. week. Not the first book, because obviously that's the build-up to going to WWF. This is ah, where he gets there. So, so we're, we're excited to dig into that a little bit. So Certainly, but if this is the first the time... Scene, yeah, I think we should. I'll say this is the first time listening. This is where myself and Matthew Gregg, there he is there, there's his face... Uh, we are chronologically critiquing, thank you, OSW Review, every single episode of SmackDown from the very beginning to its bitter end or my death, which comes sooner. And uh, we, every single week, we like to take you back to the year that was, the time that was, the day that was uh, via the power of the WWE Network and Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer Newsletter. So just to give you an idea of where we are on this date in the year of our Lord, what was the date again in the year of our Lord? 25th, 11th. 99. 25th of November, one month until Christmas 1999, the last Christmas of the century coming up. Um, but uh, n- literally the opposite of a nice Christmas present for the WWF. As a oh, whole, segue. As a whole phalanx of sponsors have ditched the company. This is the beginning of L. Brent Bozell's uh, march against the WWF through the parents' television council. He's just assumed control of the PTC, and his public enemy number one is the World Wrestling Federation. So he has encouraged sponsors of the WWF uh, to pull out of sponsorship and have nothing to do with them. This includes Coca-Cola, the U.S. Army, the U.S. Air Force, M&M Mars, and AT&T. Some real heavyweight uh, advertisers now not spending with WWF, which is uh, which is such a such a shocking development. It causes Vince McMahon to do something pretty unprecedented. So normally, when stuff like this happens, if, if a sponsor ditches the company or something, they'll make fun of them on air. And they'll, or Vince, Vince McMahon is quite a petty man. He'll find some way to laugh about it. This is a big deal. Vince McMahon goes uh, and uh, talks to the world, the Wall Street Journal, a few days after this episode of SmackDown and announces that the WWF is toning down its product. Uh, Vince says, you'll see less aggression, less colorful language, less sexuality. Some of the more controversial characters may or may not appear on a regular basis on SmackDown. So a toned down SmackDown. Just to clarify, that was said before the SmackDown then? That was said just before. But obviously the wheels were in motion at this point. Uh, to create a more toned-down SmackDown. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. Remember that soundbite as we yeah. go through this episode. I Anything will remind else? you throughout, oh. toned-down SmackDown. Uh-huh. Um, Austin's Paggard, 34-year-old Steve Williams. Like Becca, of course he is. Yeah, 34 at this point. I can't get over that. Um, 34-year-old Steve Williams is undergoing spinal operation very shortly that may save his career. No date set, uh, but uh, he's being looked after by Dr. Henry Bauman of the Cleveland University Hospital uh, and is going in to remove bone spurs on his C4 vertebra. Uh, The bone spur, which is putting pressure on his spine, is causing back pain, also causing twitching and jumping of his feet while sitting still. Austin is in a bad way. Uh, surgery is very similar to an operation that Bauman did on Carl Ripken Jr., the baseball star, 
And that surgery was so successful, Carl Ripkin, at time of writing, is set to return to baseball for the next season. So there's high hopes that after a long bit of R&R, we will get Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the ring mm. again. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough end of century for Steve yeah. Austin. I wonder where that goes then, because I thought he did the young blood treatment that Kurt Angle would do, where it's like, we'll just shave a bit of it. Yeah, that the well, and he did it. Edge did it. Rhino did it. I was under the impression that the young blood treatment only keeps you out of action for like three to four months, whereas this is going to take Austin out of action for almost a year. I think it was before that then, because he may have had he's gone a, back to young blood society he, later on. Yeah, he, he either he'll, either he have, he's had something like that already, the young blood less evasive treatment, or he'll probably have some more because even after this, he'll still have neck problems. Uh, yeah. That it won't completely cure it altogether. Uh, Mick Foley is also pagged. He's also 34 at this point. I feel like I've underachieved. Uh, Mick Foley winding down his career uh, as a result of a lot of injuries that he sustained over his time. There was talk uh, this past week about a retirement announcement. And at one point, there were plans to make one on the 22nd of November episode of Raw, the one that's just gone. Uh, however, Steve Austin being uncertain, uh, they have now ditched that. Uh, and it looks like they may even be making an announcement about Foley's retirement next week. So even though they are lacking in star power, Mick Foley is kind of going, look, I, I can't carry on. Enough's enough. So Mick Foley, a time of writing could be wrapping up as well. Uh, Foley said he'd be done as a regular character, but would return maybe a year or two later. Might come back for the odd big match. <laughs> maybe. Um, and we said goodbye to a legend uh, this week as well in wrestling. Uh, the uh, passing away of Hiro Matsuda, who oh. passed away from colon cancer, which had spread to kidneys, liver and stomach. And he died the day after this episode of SmackDown at his home in Tampa. At 62 years old, uh, Hiro Matsuda, uh, the, the first Japanese wrestler to win a National Wrestling Alliance singles title uh, when he won the junior heavyweight title from Danny Hodge uh, in 1964. Uh, had some legendary challenges for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. An hour-long draw with Luthez uh, that very same year in December in Jacksonville, Florida mm. is one of those that is remembered. Do you have memories of Hiro Matsuda? No, no more of his uh, training. Mm. I believe it was Hero who uh, trained Luger and Hogan. Yes, that was it. That was the like it was Hero Matsuda that I believe that stretched Hogan so badly that he nearly didn't bother coming yeah. back. Like he broke his leg, didn't he? That's yeah, the, that's, that's, that's the, the famous Hogan, one. That's yeah. the Hoganified story. Yeah, <laughs> but a bunch of people do have those training stories where they'll probably go, "All right, get in the wrestling position." You know, when you're like uh, yoga, like doing crouching cat, and then they go, "All right, cool," and they give you like a, a knee drop to the back knee their back leg or whatever, and you just can't walk afterwards mm. to test you because, you know. <laughs> but apparently Luger's thing was he wouldn't he, – he would make you do, like, 500 push-ups, 500 squats, 500 – and then you'd start training. And you're like, what? That's, that is the training, surely. All right, well, what, what do I want now? I want to sit down on a fag, mate. Like, what do we want? <laughs> Let's do wrestling. It's like, how, how is going? Can we skip ahead the wrestling and just go with the strippers and the cocaine? Like, <laughs> what? But anyway, I digress. Good, good, good guy, hero. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, as you say, like his his reputation precedes him hmm. as a as a. Yeah, because it wasn't Twitter back then, so of course all these old <laughs> folks were just like, we all knew his accomplishments. We're like, they made real men back then. I'm like, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's keep the memory alone, shall we? Uh, is still pressing on. ECW has just had the return of the Sandman. He's been away for a bit and he's just come back. They drew their biggest uh, house for a TNN taping 
I think, ever oh, this week. Uh, WC- accomplishment. WCW is literally just still kicking on. One funny thing that I noticed from The Observer was uh, there were plans this week to have on Nitro Evan Courageous versus Perry Satin for the Cruiserweight Championship until somebody realized about an hour before, Perry's not a Cruiserweight. <laughs> But does that not say anything about the big man mentality in a company like WCW where Perry Satin is considered a cruiserweight? <laughs> Perry was a very proud wrestler. I'm sure he was thrilled with that. But this is also during the time he said he, he reasons he wanted to leave at the end of the year uh, was because of having to deal with <coughs> Kevin Sullivan, who was a notorious Esther back then, who <clears throat> takes absolutely no uh, what's the word for acceptance of his faults. But still, you know. Absolutely not. But so, anyway, so, so yeah, I, I, I could see them doing that backstage room just to mess with him. Just to wind him up. Hey, on. guess who's won the Cruiserweight title? I, I don't know, with Jamie Noble. <laughs> you! What? Because you're so small. I'm 250. We you are oh. small. Look at Nash. He's big. You parrot are small. Vanilla midget. Like, Get right. away. Uh-huh. Get away with you. I wonder, I wonder what yeah, him yeah, and good. a few other assorted vanilla midgets yeah. end up doing. Good, good, good joke there, Sullivan. Uh, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Hello, Vince. <laughs> I'll only come, you can only come if you bring your friends. <laughs> Sars oh, sorry. I mean, Benoit, maybe they'll do something with you. We don't know. But anyway. <laughs> There's, oh, we'll get to that when we get yeah, to exactly. that. Exactly. Plenty of that to come from. Yeah. But right now, here we are, the here and now. Are we ready to go? We're ready to go with Friday Night Smackdown, baby. Yeah. On Thanksgiving night. Was it Friday night? It's Thursday. Thursday was a Thanksgiving SmackDown oh. special. No so- Survivor Series. No. Oh, but loads of pilgrims. Oh. oh, plenty of bloody pilgrims. So we start off with a, I can only describe it as amazing recap of Monday Night Raw. Last week we had lots of segments with DX and McMahon, well, specifically Vince McMahon and his exhorted family, also in small brackets, test. <laughs> this is all Vince. This is insanity. Vince McMahon drives his car into the DX limo, then attacks the DX locker room door with an axe. I'm not sure if it counts as the DXs, it's more the, the arenas. But anyway, a, a door that belonged to DX at one point with an axe. The police arrive and arrest him. Triple H then pounds him a bit while cuffed and nothing's done about that. Police take him to the slammer and Triple H on Raw announces that he was the one who pressed charges. Yeah. Police, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh no, what a revelation. Uh, police let Vince McMahon out of his cell, but tell him, don't go to the arena. And Vince says, I won't go to the arena. In the same way in the ages, he went, I won't take all your talent. I'll definitely pay you Stampede <laughs> Wrestling's too hard. <laughs> so Vince goes to the arena and sends Triple H off the entrance ramp and into a plethora of tables and stuff. Okay. The car for Vince McMahon's push only has room for fifth gear right now because Mankind's packard, Austin's packard. <laughs> We've done this. We discussed this last week. We could have discussed this. There's no one there. So we've had to drop back to uh, to also to Stop Gap, white, hot, baby face, the 50-year-old Vince McMahon. <laughs> He's got a better spine than two of the former world champions this year. It's, which is incredible. All right. We start. With SmackDown, uh, with Billy Gunn and the rest of DX talking, but Billy Gunn stands out because he goes, "Wow, man, seen the amazing recap somewhere, even though the backstage." I'm like, "Wow, just just hold, pretend you've seen it." Like, wow, <laughs> Triple H, you mean how far did you fall? Was it 20 feet, 30 feet, 40 feet? 
It was 10, Billy. <laughs> 10. <laughs> what kind of goddamn company would it be if that engine drop was 40 feet off the friggin' air as people came out? Are we resting in the are, the, are we resting in the Tokyo Dome, are we? <laughs> What happened with uh, what happened with Ted? He just fell off the entrance trump and <laughs> broke every bone in his face he again. He disappeared into obscurity. <laughs> what the hell kind of reader is that? <laughs> anyway, Triple H promises the worst Thanksgiving ever for Vince. Okay, then we get there. Entrance. In the ring, Jim Ross introduces the seven foot or 17 foot, if you ask Billy Gunn, WWF champion, The Big Show. Uh, Big Show comes out and bigs up his dad. And, uh, <laughs> he bigs up his dad. And this uh, is like it's like such <laughs> white meat baby face, like milk toast baby face stuff from Big Show. Who is such a such an imposing figure, but he's so crap at this point. Yeah, I, I like being the champion. I want thanks for all the support, everybody. Oh, I miss my dad. Like there's nothing. Like it's like there's yeah. no. There's no beast. There's a, there's no beast in this beast's body. And it frustrates well, well me. said. There's no beast. Yeah. It's all beauty. It's all beauty. No beast. Yeah. So he tries to talk. No one cares. Uh, his dad's still dead. And <laughs> evil heel Jericho interrupts Big Show's face promo. To a to loud pop. <laughs> Boy, that push is going well, isn't it? <laughs> so Jericho promises to be Big Show's daddy to another Big Pop. He isn't happy with Big Show's champion because he's seven foot and think that's all you need to become champion around here. Uh, so he demands a no-holds-barred match with him right now. Big Show promises to be a fighting champion. He shows no issues with slapping around like the bitch that he is. And the word bitch gets a pop. The Big Show doesn't. So Big Show destroys him for a bit until a missile dropkick kind of scrapes Big Show's head, messes up his hair. Well done, Jericho. And here's Big Boss Man to distract. <laughs> and Show hates him so much he wanders outside to pass the entrance ramp, the gigantic entrance <laughs> ramp, with the spotlight literally and figuratively going from him to China and Miss Kitty making their entrance. Oh. Um, apparently, China did not press charges against Jericho last week. Instead, she hits him with a hammer twice in the head, Blue Demon Jr. style. So then Big Show wanders back in after killing Big Boss Man and slams Jericho to retain. Hard-fought victories like this will surely win over the fans, won't they, Tom? This was... This was a shame. I got quite excited seeing, oh, it's Jericho and Big Show in a title match. I'm cool with this. I, I, you know, but it's, okay, there's a couple of things that I remember from this is China hitting him with a flipping hammer. Like, twice. It, right. It looked, it looked crap, but painful. Like, just like a little mini hammer comes out and she, and it just looks like she, come with the with the hard end of the hammer, right. just cracks him in the skull. Right. And here's the thing. Here's the thing in this new toned down Smackdown world, right? <laughs> we all used to play fight wrestling in the thing, in the, in the, in the playground. We did. Right. I dread to think, I dread to think if anybody went, oh, I'll be China, you be Jericho, smacks kid in head with a hammer in the skull. <laughs> It was, and it was the fact that it was such a, like, they're, they're a bit more reserved with stuff like this in 2020 in the sense that I think if someone had done that clunk on the head, 
they'd have been out for weeks. But this was this might as well have just been like a low blow or a distraction. Right. Like it was like everything was so much of a muchness. Like this may as well have just been China poking him in the eyes for all the good it did. Yeah, like the was, Roddy Piper eye poke has been replaced mm. with two shots to the head with a hammer. Because he was still like reeling from it, so he was still conscious. And then Big Show gets back in the ring, and you can see him trying to fight out of the choke slam. Even then, like you've been brained with a hammer. How is this still a thing? Um, but I felt sad that one, this was Jericho's f- first dalliance with the championship, um, and probably last for a while. And also that once again, dis- despite the uh, the way that this show goes, your WWF champion is such an afterthought. He is in the opening segment of the night. Well, he can't overshadow Vincent Mann, the young up and comer. Heaven forbid that your your heavyweight. You do you know what? And I was thinking about this: how the storyline has gone in terms of obviously Austin was going, and they wanted to replace. Austin with somebody, and we we mooted Test, Big Show, Kane. You might as well have put the belt on Vince. Again. You might as well have done. If you if this was the direction you were going in, like at least put the championship on blast somewhere, you might as well have put the belt on Vince no. or kept it on Triple H no. and had Vince challenge for it. You might as no. well have done. Because no, it's no. So lost in the shuffle here. God no, Tom. I couldn't disagree with you harder. That those are two separate things. <laughs> There's a two separate... Yeah, I'm glad Vince didn't put the effing title on him again. That'd be a horrible idea. The the title should not be used for things like that. Okay, I am trying to defend the Big Show's world title reign, Uh so I'm going to move on. But no. (laughs) Having said that, something by only doing SmackDown, because it's a cool brand, because we're representing it, we have missed out a match. That was Big Show versus Jericho on Raw this year. Ah. It's one of the first instances of Jericho getting reamed. It needs to be seen to be believed. I think I gifted ages ago on Twitter, but if you want to go on the network, go look at Big Show versus Jericho. Jericho at one point tries to put on, I think it's like a, a cross arm breaker or a, a Fujiwara armbar, and it's like a kid trying to put it together a train set. Because Big Show has no idea what he's doing. Jericho, I think, panics and goes, can I even hit this on him? Oh. You know, it looks like Lilliput at this point. <laughs> so Big Show has to be like, Ah, oh, I'm in so much pain. I left a bit, left a bit, right a bit. Oh, what am I going to do? Right, no, no, hold that and put that there. Right. It is amazing. So at least it's not as bad as that. Anyway, Vincent Mann tries to enter the arena after the show has long since started. Worse than Jack the Jobber. But <laughs> Triple H has a 50-foot temporary order of protection, so he can't touch him. Wacky lawyer, lawyer storylines uh, still exist in WWE to this day. But they always feel, as Jack put it one time, like Jay Adultman from Bojack, Horse and Ronin. <laughs> yeah. like, it's my company. No, but I went to Lawyer Man and there's an order restriction. <laughs> you hit me in the head when I was in handcuffs. Lawyer Man has spoken. <laughs> I feel like the lawyer in this particular instant, and most cases, they always look just scruffy. Like they've gone to dial a lawyer. And it's a guy who's just got this old suit that he's had since the 90s. And he's put it back on. Yeah, right off the rack. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He just looks scruffy. But this is your guy delivering you. And I don't know. Like, they always they, they always seem deeply uncharismatic. I'm not saying that you yeah. want them to eat the scenery. But have a little life and a little belief in what they're saying. Hi, I'm Jerry Lawyer. puppies yeah (laughs) me and my puppies are serving you this temporary (laughs) restraining order from all the women (laughs) 
More, <laughs> so so Vince Vince can't go near Triple H, and uh, they they continue this backstage, where Gerald Briscoe, <laughs> old man Briscoe, just walks up, and goes, "What's a temporary order of suspension, Mister Magmay? A grown man? What does what, that mean? What is?" So, what's a temporary temporary order of protection? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, you got the sheriff. <laughs> Mama named me <the> sheriff. <laughs> well, hey, quick, the acts are coming. Well, head him off with the pass. <laughs> Sheriff Briscoe. My, man. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, don't worry. If you think that was stupid and pointless and offensive. Oh, boy. Strap yourself in, ladies and gentlemen, because SmackDown's going to do better. Mae Young and the Fabulous Moolah are dressed as pilgrims and a turkey. And they're here as announced guests, which is a bit odd. They usually do this if it was a hero Matsuda. Uh, one of them, the old one, was champion just last week. So I guess that's over. Maybe for the best. Yeah, let's move. Um, we're moving on from that. Uh, whilst just before they introduce them, we find out tonight that um, the New Age Outlaws are defending their tag team titles. Vince McMahon announced this after Briscoe goes, What's the temporary <laughs> order, Barbaton? Yeah. After Briscoe says, know, Abigail! Um, after, after Briscoe says, But can you still book the show? <laughs> and McMahon uh, goes, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. From a distance. Uh, <laughs> go go tell them what I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Vince books uh, a tag team steel cage match for the titles. New Age Atlas versus the hardest. And he books Triple H and X-Fox versus... Who? Who? Shane McMahon. Oh, that's good. And Tess. Oh, that's bad. Tess is getting a run out. Even Tess is getting a run out. If you've been paying attention to the show, this show by now... Try and guess at home. You know, their activity, me and Tom got you. <laughs> guess who's getting pinned in that match? <laughs> Go on, have a guess. Will it be part-time <laughs> son of the owner, Shane McMahon, or potential future star, let we can't hurt test? Decide later on. And as Daryl Briscoe travels via wagon to tell <laughs> DX that, uh, we get Kurt Angle make the second SmackDown appearance. Hooray! Crowd hates him literally two seconds into his three eyes <laughs> speech. You love to see it. He's taking on D'Lo Brown to no pop, and Cole decides to use D'Lo Brown's entrance while there's a gap in the silence in the crowd to talk about the evil PTC. He reads a prepared oh, script from yeah, Vince McMahon. No, it was all off the cuff. <laughs> and how you, the viewer, should decide what you should and shouldn't watch and let them know what you want. I hope good nature. Oh, sorry, that's not you. That's me editorializing. So yeah, they give a telephone number to this uh, Navy dude who obviously did a lot of research on, and just says on the network, "Don't, there's no number. We've yeah. sensed it. Don't ring him." It's well, a number it's and it's an address. An address, yeah. For Please you to tell send them. letters to. And they're turning this from the issue which PTC had, which was Yemen violent stuff towards kids, to censorship and free speech. And they're two different arguments, mm-hmm. clearly. But by changing the moving the goalposts around makes it easier to fight them. But I hope good-natured people contacted the Navy dude and told them, hey, I'm 10, and I want seven women's heads to play with. Suck it. <laughs> and also, like, why are we bothering the Navy? <laughs> this Navy Aren't they like, busy, what? like, defending the country? 
Like, how's it? How, how's your day been? Well, it's been really busy. The postman's been, and we'd love to get out to save. You know, just to, to, to investigate that ship just off the off the coast of the North Sea. But we've got all these letters from 13-year-old teenagers telling us to suck it for not sponsoring SmackDown. Head of the US Navy wakes up. There's 38 messages in his answer machine. It's like, oh, Christ, we're at war. Gets it. And it's all guys going, is Yokozuna joining the Heart Foundation in WCW? Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? This is the equivalent of when you get sent a tweet from somebody and you quote retweet it. That's ex- that's the equivalent. They're cornet snitch taggers. Yeah. Boring chance for Angle's great wrestling. Ah, oh. uh, good old 99. <laughs> oh, God. He hasn't used a we- he hasn't used a hammer yet. <laughs> Boo! It's a bit hard to go back to like catches catch can when China and her jugs have knocked out Jericho. <laughs> China and her jugs. Good God Almighty! There's a lot of bouncing around. Yes. Uh, Dealer Brown does his Dealer moves and then. Doesn't matter. Angle shrugs him off and finishes with the unnamed finishing move to end it. The Olympic style slam. I've heard it mooted on some shows. That Olympic style slam that he does. Wait, was it intended to be like in the Olympic? Wait, because no. Well, it was called the Olympic slam, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I think just because he's, you know, yeah. gold medal slam or whatever. Because, I mean, I'd love to see the Olympics that busted out. <laughs> whatever. Was that a pile driver? You would have gone better with the the Olympic slam. <laughs> no, I think in the Olympics they call it the pro wrestling slam. The, <laughs> the fake sport, slam. The sports entertainment slam. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> the suck it navy dude slam. But, that... <laughs> but no, because I think Jr. Jr. called it. Oh, when, when he hit it at Survivor Series, Jr. went, "Oh, that uh, that Olympic style slam." But we can't trust Jr. to name moves these days. <laughs> I think I think he called it a leg drop. The, the Asian-y <laughs> move. Anyway, doesn't matter about angles like a pop whatever because Mae Young is drunk. Yay! Mae Young's drinking out of a little gin flask. That's a la, yes, that's a nice. la Rick. And it's weird that Lola is being bugged by an older person of the opposite sex. I mean, a bit, uh, bit of ironic punishment there. <laughs> and is also piles of Thanksgiving food being led out by pilgrims because USA, USA... And we segue to Mankind and Al Snow backstage saying, nothing really. There was some cute little subtle comedy in here. Like, like Al, Snow, Al Snow was like, oh, I hate I hate The Rock. And Mankind's like, hey, no, I like The Rock. So I like The Rock because when I'm out with him, I get better reactions than I do with you. And Al Snow just kind of goes, yeah, I suppose. And then and Mick, and Mick says, hey, hey, look, don't worry about it. Maybe like I'll speak to The Rock. Maybe all three of us can hang out. And Al Snow goes, really? To which Mick goes, probably not, but I'll ask him. <laughs> like Mick Foley is just digging on Al Snow. Because this whole thing, this whole feud they've had, uh, this whole thing they had is that Al Snow was always the butt of Mick Foley's jokes anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm, gl- I'm glad that Mick Foley hasn't just dropped that altogether. And is still like every chance he gets digging into the elbows of Al Snow a little bit. Which yeah. I quite like. Well, but, right. I missed all of that, so I must have gone to the toilet during this bit, and I do apologise. Thank you for saving me it there, was Tom, uber because that's, that's very important to Al's, what we're going to get the storyline. And also constantly saying, I hate The Rock. Yeah. It's also very important. And that's something, I, we'll get to that a few later on, but like, that is a lovely dynamic because mm. I've, have I been there? But I've known friends who have been there where it's like, if me and you hang out, we have our relationship. Yeah. But if me and you and someone else hangs out who is less on our level, the dichotomy it's, changes exactly, and it's all right if mm. you know you're the the guy giving it. 
if you're the guy taking it and you're with like, I don't yeah. know, if you're with someone else and you just take the mic out of me, but if I'm with the other person, you wouldn't make fun of me. But yeah. because the other person's there, yeah. The banter changes. Yeah. Got a bit deep there. Anyway, I like it. back to taking the piss. And DX and Triple H decide to be more thankful and walk off with a plan. Oh, oh yeah, God. great. There's like 19 DX segments in the show. So. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. I was worried how they were going to, what, what angle we were going at with the 90,000 DX yeah. bits we were going to see. Yeah, please, please, please be sat down for the rest of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> fall over the excitement. But please be upstanding for this next oh, match. Okay, I've actually written down everything he says here. And this is, what is this? This, this? this is the extreme episode of SmackDown, isn't it, Tom? This is SmackDown Tone Down. Oh, beg your pardon. Hey, Tone all our stars are leaving. So we, we need to start changing. A uh, shtick. That's right. Here's Val Venus. Today is every... Oh, God, that's not the place, <laughs> is it? That's not the... Place. You know something. Uh... That sounds like Matthew oh, doing uh, an impression it? of Matthew. Yeah, really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> really, Matthew? You've never trying this time? Today is uh, every guy's favourite holiday. We get to go out and look for that one bird. Spread its legs. Stuff it. And watch it get all juicy. Cuts to like women in the crowd going, woo! And then all the girlfriends and wives get to suck all the meat off of our drumsticks. The uh, number for the PTC is 0800-888-GOOD4KIDS. That's what the problem is. Calvin is basically saying, when I go home later, I'm going to have sex with a woman. Yeah. I'm a, if he was a bit more blunt like that, would it be as funny? I'm Valvinus, <laughs> and later I'm going to have sex with a woman. Mic down. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be able to fit in more DX segments that way. <laughs> At least another two. Hey, cheer if you like cock. Yay! Me too. I... Let's be friends. <laughs> Who likes mints? Vince comes out. I do! <laughs> what a show. What a show. <laughs> it just doesn't... Just... Vagina. That's it. <laughs> Just drops the mic, walks away. Talking of strained meat. Oh. <laughs> it's opponent. Hide your drugs. Here comes Bulldog. Oh. Da, 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 da. Who looks like he's aged about 23 years <laughs> in a week. He chose poorly at the end of Indiana Jones. <laughs> he looks. <laughs> he doesn't look well here. He looks like. You'll play more Kombat 4. There's a secret character called Meat. He was no skin. It's a spitting image of Bulldog right now. He looks like just before he came out, he had a long lie down eating a pepperami on a sunbed. The guy came out, he fell asleep, so the guy came to check on him. He couldn't tell which was which. Bulldogs? Yes, yes. They're back. Um, he has this look on his face, and I notice it more and more every week. He has this look on his face akin to... The look that you accidentally have on your face when you walk home and your your housemate has got friends visiting that you don't like. The look that you kind of sort of suppress when you see them and go, hi, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Bulldog's got that look permanently. Like he's somewhere he doesn't want to be, surrounded by people he doesn't like. <laughs> like, he gen like Sam Jackson and Django. Yeah, yes, yes. That's the look he permanently has. Like, he doesn't want to be anywhere. He has the face of someone that says, you better not take the piss out of me 20 years later on your <laughs> effing podcast. <laughs> anyway, these two teamed up on Raw to lose to Too Cool. So, a bit of issues here. Uh, Bulldog gets DQ'd. That's this was... Actually. Oh, after dropping him on his bollocks, 
bit of confusing there on the turnbuckle after Venus made him take a flat back bump off a spine buster. So obviously he couldn't take that. So I did. <laughs> I ain't doing anything else. Bang. Blatant low blow. Was it a blatant low blow or was it just he bounced off the book? Because the referee was gesturing to the bulldog saying, like, you hit a low blow. And then you see bulldog, like, tapping the inner thigh as if to go, no, I hit him on the inner thigh. Didn't hit his balls. Um, Bit of a weird one here, but I don't think... I think Bulldog's incapable of giving a low blow at this point. So, yeah, Phoenix had to go up on all the hard work from <laughs> Running power slam, and then Bulldog, what's... <laughs> There's, there is something about Bulldog every week that I just... I, I crease looking at I know, him. right? It brings up the worst right. in us. It, is, it really does. Like, yeah, this match happened, lost by DQ, uh, walks back up the ramp without his belt. Like, he cares so little for that oh, goddamn job, title. Yeah, you're right. He left it, walked back up. And then they announced Valvin is the winner by DQ. And then as Valvin's music hits, he goes like, hello, ladies. Bulldog just starts flexing. As Val's music's playing on the big screen, you just see Bulldog looking at his muscles and flexing. And then he walks back, doesn't turn around, doesn't make eye contact with anybody, just buggers off. Job done. I'm going to have a lie down and some ibuprofen. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. DX uh, outside, yeah, great. They're wearing the view of Rochester, New York. Crowd cheers. DX, <laughs> it sucks. Crowd doesn't say anything. I think some bits of the show were artificially helped. <laughs> just saying. Surely not. And, uh, they see some homeless people outside and uh, mock them, but then decide to feed them because it's Thanksgiving. Is it here? Okay. Is it here where Triple H comes out with a, a zinger, or is it in the next bit? It's, it's in the next bit. I'm going to bring right, it up. Don't get worry. To that. It's all going to be the segue. I like, I like seeing Triple H harassing homeless people. I feel like if he did this in 2020, he'd be in a suit and tie offering them NXT tickets. Boo. Uh, those poor guys. Yeah. They go, which one is it? NXT or NXT UK? They go, NXT UK. They go, no, I'm all right. <laughs> Quite like Primate. Shut up. He's not, on the, he's not on the show. Shut up. <laughs> Kane is here. And he's brought to you by WrestleMania 2000 of the N64. Ha, ha, ha. WF Volume 4 in the chart still. Yes. And Western Union. 
Okay. Sending cash, sending dirty, dirty cash yeah. to other people. And it's good that, you know, they haven't lost their main sponsor of WWF products. <laughs> Loud asshole chance for his opponent, Big Boss Man, who's still hardcore champion. So it's going to be a hardcore title match. I, have, I wondered at this, at this point when I was younger watching this, were there rankings for these belts? Because it feels very random who gets a shot at what. Well, Holly had a title shot last week, a WF Championship match last week. Like, I think the match we just had with Valvinus was for the European title just now. Who knows? Um, and now but Kane's normal contender for the hardcore title. I remember when I was younger, mm. I, I did sit down and do top five rankings for each belt around this time. Just because I yeah. wanted a little bit of a little bit of order to the chaos. Well, right now, the, the matches are still the side order to what's happening outside of things, as we'll see anyway. So yes. I don't think that's that important. Later no. on, it would change and slow down a bit in 2000. I think I remember that. They'll be completely wrong, won't it? When we get to it. <laughs> but we immediately go out in the crowd. Kane does the big clothesline off the barricade in the crowd, and the commentators completely no-sell it to talk about gravy. <laughs> anyway, Big Boss Man gets his fingers smushed in various doors, and the crowd are like, yay, Kane is near us. And then backstage, uh, Tori is seen watching the show, which is nice of her, got those ratings up. And Viscera is still stalking her, and he really wants her. And this is something they would show in social studies across the places of uh, representations of uh, black people in media in America, because they're showing this big black guy wanting her, and he's cool, can't kick her hands off her. Mm. And then Lawless yells, he wants her and guts to have her, which is incredibly <laughs> awkward, because those who don't know this much do about these things, and I don't know why I do. Oh, yeah, I've got a media degree. Um... That's like a horrible way of doing a really bad, stereotypical, very, very old, like, black accent. I say black, I mean African-American, whatever. And, yeah. like, adding the plurals is... Yeah. Because I can't talk. So it's worrying that they've got this big black guy stalking this white woman, and apparently he's just crazed, and he's, he's the plurals is... Okay, Viscera, who's now gone from... He's been organized to have a rival hoe agency <laughs> to... Ooh, Anyway, what's happened to his rival agency? I'm, I'm concerned. Like he set his he set his company up a few weeks ago. Surely he'll he'll have to file like taxes for the year, he, unless he's unless he shut the limited company down immediately. No, he invested all that money. His page. Invested all that money that he got off the newspapers for declaring him dead. Got that nice healthy ah. sum, and then he invested in it. And he's like, great, I'll just advertise on WWF. And he goes, no, the Navy said that we can't. And he's like, no, I'm bankrupt. And he went insane. So there was a, so there was a fire, mysteriously. He went insane. And the skanky like, hose burned. Yeah, he saw it like, the skanky hose is gone. <laughs> went meant like, like a Batman villain. And in the Sortori, he was like, well, looky here. I've gone to Lola. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, I don't think we're going any good places here. Tori runs away. Manages to, you know, he gets the jacket and probably a good sniff of it off camera. And then... They're backstage, uh, Kane Big Boss Man. So Tori manages to bump into him because apparently it's only a small arena. And this distraction, uh, you know, Kane going, Where's your jacket? allows Albert to twat Kane and Boss Man to get the pin. And then Viss gets scared off. Nothing much here apart from the. Yeah. There's, there's, there's reasons why some people are like have issues with things like this and we keep it we're keeping boss man strong as well oh lost in all this i think maybe there's like look have this reducement that's a bit eh. so everyone will ignore the fact that boss man just pinned kane because we need boss man to get a push kane has to do something but here's the thing as well But we don't want to push boss man too much i mean jesus christ here's the thing big show earlier on today was fighting with boss man out of sight mm -hmm. boss man has returned back to the ring for his match Perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. 
It's just another example of just killing the big show's heat. Like I would like big show should have really decked him, like put him through a cupboard. And it's like Bossman's out and he's fine. Big show's nowhere to be found to get any revenge. It just seems that flat jacket, we- Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Worth its weight in gold. <laughs> Worth its weight in dog poo, however, is DX. Talking to more bums. (laughs) Triple H says, uh, well, there's a few lines here. One that uh, that took me by surprise. He goes, hey, look, there's Bam Bam Bigelow. (laughs) Where the hell did that come from? Oh, I mean, I know the war's on and everything, but I guess, yeah, nice that they dropped someone who had issues with the click (laughs) back in 95. There you go. This is is, is Triple H, like, getting out a few of his uh, grievances. To say the least, yeah, because he was quite firmly in WCW at this point. I think the New Jersey triad. Yeah, yeah, tries. Yeah, yeah, him, Canyon, and Page were triaded. And then they're like, "Ah, who wants? You know what? You can't work because they're homeless. You can't work. You're worse than Jericho." Oh Christ! Yeah, that was a bit of a on the context of TV characters that made no sense whatsoever. No, it's Triple H having a dig at somebody who is who is blonde and young and better than him at wrestling. Yeah, wonder why. Mm. Test. Test had the same thing. <laughs> damn Canadians and their <laughs> those, lovely blonde those hair. Those damn young blonde wrestlers who want to get on in the business. Triple H saw his push. I got to have it. <laughs> oh, Christ. At this point, Matthew Gregg has opened up, undisputed, the Second Chris Jericho autobiography, How to Become the World Champion in 1,372. There's a bunch of stuff moves. here. Just to go back before we get onto this, because it there wasn't much to talk about with the Mr. Hughes push. So... Here we go. Uh, he has a big hair. <laughs> I like it when Matthew sings as he's trying to find mm, the place that he wants life. to talk about. He sounds a bit like Popeye. <laughs> oh, God, that's what I... <laughs> 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 had a new plan for me. He decided that I needed a bodyguard, someone who could do my dirty work. Well, I didn't know what I, I agreed the plan was that the guy they wanted to me would be Mr. Hughes. Curtis Hughes was a former football player. He used to weigh 400 pounds, but at the time they put him with me, he was down about 250. I started calling him Curtis Huge, but <laughs> Vincent liked the moniker because he'd lost a ton of weight. I wasn't so huge anymore. <laughs> Off topic. Yeah, ex- yes. As a matter of fact, he was pretty much the same size as me, but Russo thought Hughes looked great and was hell-bent on putting the two of us together. Uh, I didn't care for him from the start. He loved to talk S about how good he was. He constantly bragged about his sunglasses never came off during his matches. Like that was somehow the seat becoming the Lex Lutez. Combine the fact that Hughes, I didn't know this, combine the fact that Hughes was also narcoleptic, in brackets, he could fall asleep at any time and once did in the ring mid-backdrop, in wow. bracket. And you could see I had a real dandy of a bodyguard. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. I often wonder if I'm narcoleptic. What, listen to me read, you mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just in general. I feel like, and I don't know whether it's because of years of doing breakfast radio, is that after I'd done a shift, literally, if I, if I lay my head down anywhere, I'd be gone. Like, if I stopped moving, if, I, if, 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 the, if the wheels stopped turning, I would go. Last night, was it night before, we wanted to watch The Witcher. And oh, I thought, nice. oh, I'm excited to watch The Witcher. Put it on. Get a nice comfy bit on the sofa with the good lady. Literally three minutes in, I'm gone. <laughs> and I'm opening my eyes as the credits are on. And she said, did you enjoy that? I said, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was fine. I, was really, I wasn't bored by it. I was just like, okay, goodbye. You're not an old man. I was going to say, oh, what, what's the nicer solution here? Is it that you're narcoleptic 
Or you're getting old. I think I'm getting old. That's all right. I'm getting old. I like, but you can, I... you can cure... Oh, neither of them. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and coming on with the Hughes bit, because we'll probably never mention him again. Uh, that The Rock versus Jericho was on Raw. And uh, ended up, the match being very bad, apparently. I don't remember it oh. at all. Um, with Jericho ended up... He saw a cup on the floor that said, Aha, I'll throw that. It'll be Sprite. It wasn't. It was someone's tobacco dip cup. Bro! <laughs> Uh, it says, after I gave Rock a worse facial than Eric Everhard ever could, <laughs> I just want the match to end, and mercifully it soon did. Hughes slid a chair into the ring, but before I could see it, Rocky turned the tables and gave me his painted rock bottom on it. However, Hughes was tired, and <laughs> instead of sliding the chair in the ring with a smooth side up, Sleepy, as he calls him, slid the chair in upside down. So when Rocky slammed me into his raised metal edges, it almost killed me. <laughs> but not as badly as the match itself did. Oh. This segues into him going asking Road Dog, how was the match? And he goes, uh, I saw your match and it sucked bagski. Which is, uh, I don't know, <laughs> ca- uh, carny for wow. bad. So, what was that then? Was that just a lack of chemistry between Rock and Jericho? It was a mixture of that. And Jericho admits in his book that he... And a lot of WCW people had that when they went to WWF. It was perceived as a bad attitude because mm. they... They were different, they, uh, different attitudes and all that. Yeah. Jericho came in and insulted everybody. Insulted, he said that, uh, not to quote the whole book, but he uh, insulted Undertaker and stuff. But he asked Undertaker, can I insult him? He goes, yeah, sure, go nuts. But the jokes were like, you're old, you're out of shape, you're about to go off, you know, because you're, you're knackered. And it's like, oh, th- those are real things. And apparently uh... he was going to have a promo of Austin. He says like, if one of the lads was like, you only shaved, you shaved your head bald because you drank so much, you, you, was go, you were losing it, and stuff like that. It's like, no, that that's the wrong thing to say for anybody. Uh, where it's true, there's nothing around it. And also, when you've just made your debut and no one yeah. really knows you. So apparently, like, Jericho had nuclear heat with everybody. And... Uh, no, no, no. So what was he expected to do? Like, the, the kind of classic Triple H lines of, you can't have my jock! Yeah, if you're, you're rubbish. Stuff that's too close to it, and you're like, wait, wait, we don't know you yet. Yeah, your mates can call you a dickhead, but if a random guy down the street calls you a dickhead, you're like, whoa, whoa, who are yeah, you? Yeah, that's a really good shout, actually. That's a really good shout. So it's uh, yeah, it's when you get, you know, other people are allowed to take the mick out of you who you know, but not necessarily people who are, yeah, very new. Exactly, and we're getting the bit we're on top about here where this just hurts him more and more, and. I ended my feud with China with the best of intentions. I want to make her look good, look great in the ring, as I felt Vince was issuing me a challenge to see if I could get have good matches with her. I also wanted to like China because of how she was booked and who her friends were. She had an ego and an attitude. There were times when she was really nice and fun to be around. She had a goofy sense of humor and would like to do things like stick to asparagus, asparaguses, sorry, in the As- front of her mouth like fangs and talk in funny voices. <laughs> For God's, that's the level of banter. Life of the party. <laughs> The office joke of China. <laughs> but then the next day, she would act weird, not say a word to me. She was hard to read. Schizo, allergic to asparagus. Schizo deluxe. <laughs> After China beating Jarrett for the belt, I was told I was about to start an angle with her. Someone looked at me, who told me with compassion, said, good luck, you're going to need it. <laughs> and... <laughs> to I'll just China to put asparagus in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, and... I was going to lose to a girl. Triple H was her chaperone. Decided decide what would and wouldn't work in the match. I was bound and determined to steal the show, and he did. I wanted to do everything I could to make that happen. I thought of a plethora of that word of false finishes, including a spot where we give each other a belly belly suplex from the ring apron through the ounce table. But the coup de grace was the idea I had to the finish. She was using Triple H's pedigree, so I wanted her to give it to me from the top rope. Triple H nixed the money ideas, 
but kept that. Oh. I think you made me said that last week. Uh, Triple H and I didn't have much relationship at that point, although simple Jack could figure out that he didn't really care for me. That's a good line. What's Jack the job got to do with all this? Oh, don't say that. And uh, apparently, though, he did say at one point, hey, here's my number. Call me if you need any help. So he did. And he says, hey, I'm in San Jose. I don't know how to get the venue. And uh, the ex says, yeah, I do know how to get there. Get a map. <laughs> oh, God. And then, a few weeks later on Thanksgiving, here we go, finally get that bit. The ex did a bit where they went out on the streets to laugh at street people. Drake said, look at that guy. I bet he's a better worker than Jericho, which isn't quite what he said. but now, And all of the ex nodded their heads and guffawed at their leader's rapist's wit. Jesus. Rapier. No, it's... No, it says rapist's wit here. Oh, Jesus. I'm quoting Jericho, I swear oh, to God. I'm sure he meant rapier. Rapist's wit. I've not heard that. <laughs> That's next week's Raw. <laughs> oh. I confronted him about later and he said with a smirk, yeah, I thought you'd find that funny. I didn't, but I understood the relevance of the comment. It was a direct shot at me, and once I realized I didn't do something to turn the tide, I'd be sent packing. Okay. And I think we'll do more of that. I'm going to turn this old Matthew Reeds Jericho. Oh, I don't know. I feel like it's a good audio. Yeah. We'll obviously continue that because Jericho. Yeah. China Feud will uh, continue along with the lovely Armageddon match. Oh, get it. But somewhere in the world of SmackDown, where the hell are we? So I just put time to read the book with two exclamation marks saying, Kicks up a God. I don't know how I feel about that whole mindset of like belittling somebody like that. Because the argument will always be, oh, we're trying to get the best out of you. Me personally. If somebody is <laughs> treating me like an ass, you're not going to get the best out of me. That isn't going to like, I'm not going to rise above to, to oh, I'm going to show you. I hate that attitude. Mm. Well, that's I why people like it. you. And <laughs> wrestling is obviously a lot more of a completely different creature. And especially at a place where if you felt threatened by your position and I mean, mm. if you have job security, great. Uh, David Starr hasn't got wrestling a union yet. So mm. maybe you won't be like that. But anyway, we'll have anyway. more fun with Jericho. Um, reading with Jericho. <laughs> reading with Jericho. Then let's not that get in the way of the recap of the history of the Steph test. <laughs> the proposal. The bin. <laughs> Why didn't this make Bulldog a star? The post-concussion syndrome. <laughs> oh, I love this. She got better, and this Monday, something happens. Hyped <gasps> for that. Is it, um, is it a wedding? It is. Oh, my God. That's the thing. The, no the, need to listen to next week's podcast. The thing is, like Steph's Steph's um, Steph's story is is littered with holes, where she says, "I've I've got short term memory loss, so I don't remember what I did last night." But then she goes on to say, "I can't recognise Andrew's face." Well, that's long term memory loss, then surely. Like, not well, no, forget Tom. where you put your keys is short term memory loss. Well, no, Tom, because sometimes Tess would put two asparaguses up his oh, nose. Oh, that's... I don't recognize <laughs> you! Hey, I... hey, Steph, which animal is this? Was, oh, my God! Part of me kind of wishes as well. Not... Watching this back, part of me kind of wishes that Steph had played silly buggers with it a bit. And, and in that promo went, she went, I, I would like it if it had gone, I don't remember what I did last night. And I don't I don't remember what, what happened last night at all. I have short-term memory loss. And also... I don't remember what I did uh, last night because I have short-term memory loss. The other problem is uh, uh, I have short-term memory loss. There you loss. go. <laughs> God damn it. I'd have loved it if she doubled down on that. No, she has short-term memory loss. I don't recognize my husband anymore. When I met him, he was beating the hell out of the posse and being all cool. <laughs> now he sat down with his nose bleeding, losing Christ. to Super Mario 64 Penguin Race. You can't... <laughs> <laughs> Steph, <laughs> how do I beat dry, dry dogs? I don't know. I can't remember what I did yesterday. 
<laughs> We'd like to apologise to uh, at least one person who we may piss themselves <laughs> after our long run yeah. joke of trip of test yeah. playing N64 games. And that person was test after he saw a boo in Mario Kart 64. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to play battle mode. It's rubbish. <laughs> Seth's like, yeah, that's actually a good point. <laughs> Many people said that about Mario Kart 64. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode to hear what we're talking anyway, about. <laughs> Mankind and, wait, The Rock versus The Hollies. Yeah. And mm. this gets clarified by Mick straight away. Uh, well, he tries to because he first of all spots a giant soccer at ringside. <laughs> that was very cool. That was nice. Anyway, he explains that it's... Thanksgiving. So he's saying, uh, say, thanks to The Rock, who Rock basically said, hey, look, Mick, I read your book and I liked it. And here's the giving bit, because he's something, something, Rock that came up with whatever. But yeah, the point is, I actually got, and they'll show clips of it later on, what happened between them, because it's going to be their last ever time teaming up. The Rock was getting sick of Mick, and then Mick got really upset that he threw his book in the bin. And Rock got, no, 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 I'm sorry, he was misunderstanding. It's like, yeah. oh, that's nice, but we're patching it together. But it's taken him weeks to come to come clean with it and say, oh, it was a misunderstanding. Rock's been busy. There's too many times you can no-sell all of Bossman's offense. <laughs> and here comes the Rock, and he spots the pies that the Pilgrims have put around the arena, just like in 18 diggity do. But he has to wait for them to stop chanting Rocky to finish his spiel from a few weeks ago. But no shepherd's pie this time. No, he's it's obviously cool. off, it's off the back of his mind now. It's gone right to the back of his bloody yanks. But and the, what the settlers didn't bring that from England when they came to America, the essentials, the limes, and yeah. the shepherd's pie. If anybody watches Jamestown, you'll know the settlers brought shepherd's pie and limes. That's right, and poontang pie. Anyway, Michael well, Cole gets a, a ream in here. He as well. certainly does. Christ. You've never had pie, have you, Cole? Never is it true you've never had poontang pie? No, I haven't. Eats it. What do you think of it? Well, I think it doesn't matter. Yeah. This this will fester in the brain of Michael Cole, who will become the worst heel in wrestling in many years. That's right. Come. Right now it's Kevin Kelly too, and go Rockers. How is it Cole? And goes well. It's almost as bad as Jericho's work rate. And Rock's like, I agree oh! with you, Michael Cole, my new friend. And he high fived and did a merry jig around the ring. All the wrestlers come out of the onto the stage laughing. <laughs> Jericho sucks. <laughs> Jericho. Boo! He's trying hard at wrestling. <laughs> Boo! Maybe Jericho sucks. Jericho is a bad worker. And, <laughs> and some nice and continuity which is creeping in more and more with SmackDown. The last time these two teamed up when Mick Foley abandoned The Rock after he was upset about the bad book review he got. Mm -hmm. And if he was bad about this one, he'd be even worse if he did that uh, non-fiction, wait, no, fiction book. Scooter? Oh, no, damn it. That would be a really good segue for him the name of the effing book. Um, he did two. He did a fiction one. It was one before Scooter. Hang on. They weren't flattering. Well, they were like, it was all right. Which one was that then? Oh, Titan Brown. Is it Titan Brown? Is it Titan Brown. Okay. Novel by Mick Foley. Yeah. I anyway, thought Titan well, Brown was all right. It, it just felt a bit like it just felt like Mick Foley was retreading his autobiography a bit in a fiction bit. Yeah. They stick what you know. They do. I, I'm sure they do a bit in Titan Brown. The the lead the lead character Titan Brown doesn't have an ear, has an ear missing. <laughs> so the teacher <laughs> says, a mask. "Teacher says, did you lose your ear?" And and Titan Brown says, uh, "Oh, did you? Why are you missing an ear?" <laughs> 
and uh, Titan Brown says, well, I lost it, but I don't miss it. So it's like, it's a lot of it is retreads yeah. of bants. I lost it when I was thrown off the famous cage match I had with zombie dead person. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they're teamed up together, and it's for the number one contendership for the tag titles. Makes sense uh, between the Hollies because they've held it this year twice. Could Del Snow watching backstage? Unhappy about The Rock stealing his mate. Yeah, probably not. And we could just have time to see the hardcore Holly dropkick on The Rock. And it has little effect because it's The Rock. Exactly. And it's it's not, not even a Holly dropkick, a mid card Holly dropkick. Kind of like the rock. It's a bit like when you play. It's a bit like playing Dungeons and Dragons, and one of you is like a master wizard, and the other is like a goblin. And sometimes a goblin can beat most things, but when you go, goblin does drop kick. Oh, I'm a master wizard. Don't even hurt, mate. Roll a one on this twenty-sided yep. die, and it might do some damage. Right. <laughs> oh, it's twelve. Bad luck. Right. And the matches. There's nothing much go over it because mankind's paggered and rocks like i'm the rock <laughs> i'm just being the rock so i'll comment on what's going on this episode which it's very subtle the comedy start hyping up the upcoming gravy bowl match <laughs> but lola puts extra emphasis on gravy uh, bowler and this i popped big and this is probably the only person who's doing so this is an infamous outtake that was undiscovered for many years until good old trimoon r.i.p put online as part of the raw off the air series that we loved so much that they removed I put on DVD themselves years <laughs> later where you know Smackdown being pre-taped some of the over the uh, I almost said Tannoy that's not right is it over the, the PA system over the PA yeah bit from, uh, with Tony Chimmel would be done in post and added on later on and it's Cole and Lawler just laughing at him going because he keeps on going the for the uh, women women title singular title the gravy uh, bowler match and they're going it's women's do it again and he goes for the women title, the gravy uh, ball. And they go, this is yellow. It's women's, plural. What? Why was it's he... women's. It's like, and go, what? What? Goes, women's with an S on the end. And, go, and then Lola's like, yeah, and they got like 30 or 40 of those us. <laughs> and the diet lapped them, the, the uh, gravy uh, bowler. <laughs> they kept that on cut. Lola just very subtly, the, oh, the upcoming uh, gravy uh, bowler. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Why, so, did yeah. Tony, why did Tony Chimmel forget that it was women's with a plural? Know. I think he's having an off day. Yeah, we all have it. Sometimes even the best can have an off day. Exactly. And Lord Chimmel. Anyway, that's the only interesting thing because The Rock gets the people's elbow hot tag, become the one contender. So Rock and Soccer facing yeah, New Age Outlaws or the Hardys and Armageddon. Right. More DX. They're, they've got the bums in a room. I'm all lined up like they're probably taking, shoot them. Um, and they've got the turkey next to them. Lo lots of turkey, lots of piles of turkey, lots yeah. of green, lots of mint, whatever you uh, Thanksgiving. And they're just talking about how great the turkey is and basically getting them all riled up and going, ooh, what's your favorite bit? X Park. Mine's the pot roast. Yeah. Like, ha ha, we got it. Um, that's that segment. <laughs> so they're not, they're, 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 they brought them in with the, uh, with the idea they're going to feed them Thanksgiving dinner. That's right. But they're not giving them the Thanksgiving dinner. And I don't think they will, because they are scumbags. They're all getting NXT tickets instead. There <laughs> <laughs> we are. The debut on SmackDown of Too Cool and Rikishi Fatu. Whoa, this is exciting. This is the first time appearance on right. Smack of Dowlith. Uh, he had uh, three squashes on Sunday Night Heat against Julio Fantastico, Crash Holly, and good old Tracy Smothers. And then showed up on Raw and got aligned with Too Cool almost straight away. I think they saved him from a beating. And declare them to be their homie. Because I swear I remember seeing the episode on Raw, which I don't know how I saw Raw, but it must have been clips on Metal or something of like Rikishi like coming out to help them or somehow. And that's how it 
But I didn't realize it was that quick. Yeah, it happened dead like, quick. I, I thought Rikishi was a dude, his own guy with a bit with um with viscera. That must become later on, and then he went back to too cool. It's uh, no, no. He 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 does a bit with viscera, but whilst he's still part of too cool. I swear, I remember him teaming up because it, it, the bit he does with viscera is at Armageddon, by which point he is a part of too cool. That's weird, though. Doesn't like, he's not there long. I remember him wrestling on metal on his own, and then I remember him yeah. united with Too Cool. It would happen super fast. Yeah. Okay, I don't know why we go to Viscera from, or whatever. But anyway, this, the point well, it's, is... It's just because yeah. they want like a super heavyweight team to face the Hollies yeah. in a super heavyweight match, yeah. basically. But this is the fourth time around the block for Salofa Fartu Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, he debuted as a head shrinker uh, from off of the tag team, the Head Shrinkers, in the early 90s. Briefly in the mid nineties, as make a difference, far too, kind of. How would you, Matthew? How would you describe make a difference, far too? Asking me. Yes. Uh, suddenly, head shrinker. I know. I remember it. But I'm trying to remember how to describe it. Uh, head shrinker, far too. Suddenly, learned how to speak English and dress like a human being, which was the biggest thing after me as a kid. <laughs> and he just walked around going, "I'm trying to make a difference to people on the streets," almost like. Mustafa Ali's gimmick. Yes, now. a lot of people, a lot of people draw comparisons with Mustafa yeah. Ali and make a difference far yeah. too. And sadly, they missed the trick by having this, you know, and then the streets of wherever, like where there's drug abuse and there's kids and there's whatever, and he's going to help them out rather than you know, hitting a Fatu doing this. So like we go to the jungles, the crazy <laughs> jungle. No, don't boil that tourist alive. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that'd have been brilliant. No, don't do that. that. That's bad. Anyway, uh, Fatu so, yeah, disappeared, and then we have the Sultan in 1997. Oh, quick! Bring back the other guy. <laughs> yeah, this was the, the like they 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 desperately want to make something work for Solo for Fatu Junior. Yeah. And this is the fourth roll of the dice. Uh, he after the Sultan thing pretty much fell on its ass. Uh, he went to go train at the Funkin Dojo in 1998 where he would just, he went, you know what? I think after all this time, I should probably get this wrestling malarkey right. That's so weird. That's what he did between mm. runs. Because having done his last appearance as a Sultan was uh, December 97, losing to Mark Henry on That's Shock it. on Saturday night. But then like, he went back and did more training. Yeah, he went back to the dojo. He be, mm-hmm. Wait. Funk's Funkin' Dojo. He was in the Samoan squad team in like NWA in 89. Like, oh. What? Why? Whether whether he was whether he was going <laughs> back as a senior consultant or whatever, I didn't know. Wow! Uh, but um, the name Rikishi Fatu, uh, Rikishi is the Japanese term for a sumo wrestler. Ah, uh, that's well, it's, no, it's it's a it's a, uh, it's a class accolade, a title. Yeah. Yeah, Yokozuna's number one, Rikishi number two. It was yeah. done in homage right, of right. Uh, Rodney Anawaii Yokozuna as well. Uh, and obviously with Rikishi Fatu, they dropped the Fatu bit almost immediately. And uh, away we go. Uh, per Vince McMahon's request and Fatu's own willingness to honor his sumo tradition, nothing was worn underneath the thong and his bum was completely exposed. <laughs> this was unlike Yokozuna, who wore tights underneath his sumo thong, which both Vince McMahon and Fatu felt was unnecessary for the Yokozuna character. I was going to say, so Vince Richard, McMahon yeah. was keen. Like, let's think, think on Yoko. At his biggest, right? Oof. Are we there? Vince wanted that bear to the world. <laughs> he was thinking of all the, the companies that want to advertise on his ass. <laughs> so there you go. That's, yeah. the, that's the Rikishi Fatu. So and only that, Jr. just to expand that lovely point, well-researched, Tom. Bruce Pritchard was said on Zooming to Wrestle With that 
he felt that the Yokozuna character would have gotten over so much more if he'd had his arse out. The man who headlined two WrestleManias and wrestling pinned Hulk is, Hogan on pay Wrestling is weird. Wrestling, well, we could have done more with him if he agreed to have his ass out. That was the. That was it. That was the one thing that got Yogo over the wrestling. edge. So what they wanted was dancing back that ass up Yokozuna. No, they just wanted ass. They just wanted his A bum out. A giant ass and just Christ. the body rates would just go through the roof. Christ. Wrestling. Anyway. So Rikishi in action against Joey Abs. That's right. They've left the bulldog. Yeah. Oh, sad. No. It's a bit like Jeffree Star and, and uh, thingy splitting up. It's broken my heart. Where did that come from, Tom? <laughs> wow. It's a, break, it's a break up for the decades. There's been enough racism on this podcast. Oh, where? Uh, or Jeffree Star. Oh, <laughs> God. Anyway, Joey Abs uh, gets annihilated here. Uh, it's an embryonic moment, I noticed, because we get all the offense Rikishi would keep. Mm-hmm. Just the super kicks, the sit-out pile driver. Amazing. Also, afterwards, he decides to give him an earthquake stomp. So I'm like, mm. oh, I remember me doing that. And he quite clearly comes like, ah, me leg. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not doing that one, lads. going to leave that one be, yeah. I think. But yeah, the idea is he comes out. Not much reaction from him. Yeah, well, They are really emphasizing quiet. the hell out of his ass. But then they dance for the first time on SmackDown. And the crowd's like, okay, yeah, that's all right. Get the worm as well. Yeah, that's going to be amazing later on. Yeah. Six months time, that's going to be like the highlight of the show for many people. So, this is going to be this is very early stages of right, that, isn't it? We're getting there bit by bit. Anyway, the ex are backstage teasing the bum some more. <laughs> teasing the talking of teasing the arts. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's some bum teasing. And back from adverts, uh, more bum teasing. <laughs> Which is what Bruce Pritchard wanted. Oh, apparently. God. <laughs> uh, a bum eventually asks, we have some silverware? Triple H gets mad at this request and makes them leave without food. <laughs> Later on, they kick a bunch of kids in the face and then say the U.S. military has too much presence in other countries. <laughs> like, really? Uh, like, what, 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 what more are they going to do with this? The bodies, DX. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, it's Triple H's agreed upon 37 segments in one night. Yeah. Can we not do anything with more with the champion? No, we haven't got time. Okay, um... Do you want to maybe try? I know we've struggled this year. Maybe develop some new. No, no, we've got to get all these Triple H segments in. We need every single one. I mean, we could do this in three as opposed to yeah. twelve. Now nah, we need them all. The I... nuance of the of the sketch the requires constant reminder. When Triple H isn't on screen, we want people saying, "Where's Triple H?" Yeah. In fairness, though, Triple H did agree to cut out the bit where they tie a damsel in distress to some train tracks. <laughs> Time for Only because it was Jericho's idea. Can you... <laughs> <laughs> now, time for the... Say it with me. Gravy Ebola. Ebola. Gravy. <laughs> or maybe maybe he knew something we didn't and it was infected by some sort of weird foreign <laughs> substance. <laughs> the Gravy Ebola match. Oh, God. Oh, oh. I just got that. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, there's a huge swimming pool filled with gravy by the entrance ramp. So it must be time for a women's match uh, between good old Ivory... 
And Jackie. And Jackie. They were almost forgot. <laughs> I almost didn't write it down because I've just written down some stuff happens. Yeah, Ivory kicks her shoes and socks off and gets into the into the gravy. Jacqueline walks out and does like a big breath, like she's about to headline mania, which I appreciated. <laughs> like she's like, Whew. like and and it's finally it's, it's so misplaced because not only is this a really demeaning gravy ball match. But it's non-title. <laughs> like, Jacqueline didn't even get the belt if she wins this. But she's there like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Unless she's allergic to gravy. Venus gets a European tag title. Tag, whatever title match. And, oh, uh, Andre. <laughs> yeah. Daddy Bossy, I won for you the WWWWF Tag Team Championships. You buy them from me now. You need slip. Have some warm milk to help you slip. There's fa- famous <laughs> Jamaican wrestler Andre the Giant. <laughs> Kofi the Giant. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, you bumble clock. <laughs> I'm just picturing Andre with dreadlocks. Some stuff happens, as I said before. Jackie wins a trophy. Yeah, prestigious, the prestigious Thanksgiving gravy bowl. She wins by DDT into the gravy. I think it was an X Factor. It was an X. She does an X Factor, then she does the DDT. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you're Whatever. right, Tom. Whatever. Let's argue over this. Yeah, please tweet it. No, no, you got the gravy bowl finished wrong. <laughs> if you do, I'm blocking you. She should have thrown some mashed potato on her. <laughs> anyway, Ivory attacks Kitty. Who was, who was the referee in this? Oh, yeah, don't know that. We, <laughs> we, important we, details mate, left we need out. To, we need to really drill down the details on this. Oh, this is the important bit is after the match. So Ivory attacks Miss Kitty for some reason, and the point where she can't breathe, uh, Cole speculates possibly she's got some of those giblets down her throat. So <laughs> BB shows up, you know, that definitely qualified woman. She gets thrown in and her top ripped off. And as the camera zooms in on the giant tits and Lola going, Yahoo! Like Super Mario. A call goes, how embarrassing for that young lady. <laughs> that number for the PTC again. 0800-888-TITS-FOR-KIDS. What I like is they have that... F- so Ivory just drags BB into the thing, rips off her top, jucks her into the gravy. And then once the segment ends, you watch, you, as they're still talking, you watch them both just get out of the gravy. No animosity. Like they're both getting out of a swimming pool. Like, so I thought maybe they'd made friends halfway through. Like they both just get out of the gravy. Spot done. De- demoralization achieved. Let's go get showered off and go and drink whiskey until 3 a.m. <laughs> and count our money. <laughs> the Godfather is here, so... Uh... Put that phone down from the Navy dude to, <laughs> to shout, shout with your 10-year-old kid, light a fatty for the big pimp daddy. <laughs> He's taking on Al Snow, uh, <laughs> proud feminist. The PCC did nothing wrong. Yeah. Freedom of speech. Right. No, that's not the argument, sir. Al Brent Bozell did nothing wrong. He's the hero of this piece. Mad Al takes a leg drop. Uh, from The Godfather, that's kind of like Delos, but not quite, then goes for a chair, tries to hit Godfather with it, misses, and in theory, it bounces off. But that works on the ropes because they're springy. Yeah. It is on the turnbuckle pad, which absorbs all the impact, and so they have to cut to a different camera. Also, but he goes, oh, and hits himself. <laughs> Alan Godfather to hit the whole train and roll him up and se- send Al to test tier. 
<laughs> and then we get a very brief bit of the PTC fan. Or is it? Because we can't tell if it's Champ Kind or not, because his face is kind of hidden. It's kind of bald. And he has the worldwide filth sign as Godfather dances with his hose. <laughs> He's got a point. Like, yeah, I, mean, don't, I don't know what what you're meant to be telling us here. Like, WWF is filthy and evil. A sign held up whilst a literal wrestling uh, a pimp yeah, a dances p- with his literal wrestling prostitutes. <laughs> what, what are you... Are you telling us this is wrong? Are you telling us that there isn't a point, a salient point being made here? Because it looks like a very salient point is being made yeah. here. And, uh, you know, the trafficker of women is is flabbergasted that anyone would think this was unsuitable for kids. Oh, my God. Here's that guy again telling us it's wrong to watch whatever you want to watch as a literal pimp <laughs> is in the ring. I also remember, like, uh, listening to the Swimming Russell with podcast. I talked about the, the Walmart thing with all snow in his head. And... Pritchard was very like, ah, oh, it's just somebody trying to get some attention for themselves. Because if you watch the show, it's clearly a model head and all that. So, yeah, but if you're walking through a toy aisle, you don't watch wrestling because you're mm. an adult and you probably should grow out of this, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> and you see a guy with what looks like a severed, decapitated woman's head. Yeah. It's got healthy written on it. You're like, for kids. Context. I, yeah. You kind of see where they're coming from. Context is key. I liked wrestling back then because it was clearly intended for a higher audience but I was watching it that's yeah. the appeal of it it's like South Park but will I, yeah will I let my kids watch this lord no <laughs> absolutely not absolutely but not but, but I watch it I loved it watching but your it. kids will sneak down and watch it yeah they will that's as we all did exactly but if I tell my kids hey watch wrestling they go no no you dweeb <laughs> anyway one of, the, dweeb. one of the highlights of the show coming up though in a series man. New Age Outlaws versus the Hardys in a cage match not sure why it's in a cage oh yeah because Vince hates DX right it's for the tag team titles Pops for both of them. Mm. It's nice. Also, Tid is at ringside. Um, well, that should be great help in this. And this is loaded with action. Yeah. This is the bit that stood out to me Road Dog busting out a moonsault. It, it, it's, weird that, it's weird I remember this because it was like a shooting a few ago, and they, they were talking about what do you think about the Hardys? It was, oh, great. We had that cage match with them. And I did the one of two moonsaults I've ever done in my career against them. And the fact that I remember that, I was like, Road Dog does a moonsault off the top, bro. Watched it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It looks good. And this is nice. For some reason, they're working really hard here. Uh, The New Age Outlaws are wrestling a Hardy Boys match. Yeah. Not wrestling a New Age Outlaws match. So I think it's maybe five minutes long, but it's just insanity. Billy Gunn catches uh, them on a whisper in the wind and just dunks them, which is great. And then immediately Road Dog does a moonsault. And Gunn tries climbing, but Road Dog gets whipped into him. And there's some double teams galore from the Hardys. The margin looked like they might going to win. Matt looks to escape, but goes, ah, sod it. There's a, a moonsault off the top of the cage. Uh, holy poop chant, quite right from the crowd. The ref gets bumped in the process, because whatever, referees. <laughs> so Jeff takes an insane bump where Billy Gunn backdrops him, and Jeff just scales the cage and just lands off the top of the cage to the outside. Like, he just does a swan on basically, to the outside, with nothing to catch him. To nothing. I think Terry was going to be there to catch him. <laughs> just bounces off the boobs and goes back in the ring. Grab um, tenaciously to my buttocks! And it's like, oh, new champs. Nah, no, Xbox runs in and sends Jeff back in and helps Billy Gunn escape to retain. Uh, wow. What yeah. the hell was this? It's like a shot of adrenaline, that was. It wow. was great. It was, and you say, it was, it was Road Dogg and Billy Gunn very motivated yeah. Rejuvenated, wrestling a Hardy Boy star yeah. match. The, the Percocet was flowing like water that night. <laughs> and, uh, 
THQ, THQ's WrestleMania 2000 presents the Slam of the Week. It's Vince in the car. No way. We haven't seen Vince for ages on this show. That's right. That was the Slam of the Week. <laughs> Technically, he can still do that tonight because they're not in the car. Yeah. If you wanted to, if you if you watch that, you go, oh, I'm going to smash that car up yeah. again. You wouldn't be like, yeah, you smashed my car up. Uh, Have you ever had it where a wrestler has had their car trashed and they've driven to the next show in the same trashed car? Well, like planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, so the car's like <laughs> falling apart as they're pulling into the venue. Yeah, he's like the, the cop stop over and goes, "What are you? What, what are you driving? Ah, oh, some issues there, but yeah, you got to put some taillight. The windows out. The, it's barely moving." He goes, "Yeah, but the radio still works." <laughs> what that? Sorry, that well, must have happened. It's great, it's great film. If if Sting can get covered in blood on a Monday and turn up <laughs> to Thunder on a Thursday, still covered in blood. <laughs> Uh, wrestling at its heyday. There was that one. Well, speaking of Sting, didn't he have that thing? Was it Mark Merrow? Oh, Dream Be Bad, I think, where he's like, Sting had car trouble, so he didn't show up for his match. And it's like, oh, I'll take it. And then Dream Be Bad plays, and I think he wins the TV title or something. So Dream Be Bad's like, ah, oh, I mean, it's feel really bad that like Sting had four, uh, four punctured wheels. I mean, that's really bad. And Sting's like, I didn't tell you how many punctured wheels I had. <laughs> it was you! <laughs> that was, that was great. I like that. That was great. Anyway, that was the sum of the week. What <laughs> about Johnny B. Bad in 95? Anyway, the main event. Oh, here we go. Good luck following that match, lads. Triple H and Xbox versus Shane and Test. And MechWarrior 3 proudly sponsors Armageddon. Who would have thought a bloated, expensive gimmick that wasn't ready to be released would be sponsoring a Test match? <laughs> that was a very forced segue. I do apologize. We'd like to but... thank MechWarrior 3 for sticking around sponsoring yeah. WWF. The point four of a person that got out will really appreciate it. That you will soon have very good company for your loyalty, MechWarrior 3, once this RC Cola money comes in <laughs> to replace Coca Cola. Yeah. Thank you, MechWarrior 3. There will not be a MechWarrior 4. <laughs> and... Test, so, Test and Shane teaming up. Oh, no, wait, wait. Event. Before we get to that, oh, while the match is taking place, does it start? Breaking news backstage, good guy Vince <laughs> has tricked DX and has let the bums in and they're eating food after oh, all. God. You know, God bless us, everyone. God bless like, Vince McMahon. Boy. He's like Scrooge at the end of Christmas Carol or whatever. He's like, oh. That will show you. I let the bums. Vince wouldn't care. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I've typed this. I was clearly not in a good mood at this point after seeing the 18th segment with the bums who've got more of a push than Jericho in this show. I'm just put who gives a crap? Have Viscera have sex with them? the letters as well <laughs> clearly sick of my life like oh god another bit yeah. <laughs> go backstage and wait what's viscera doing <laughs> now <laughs> viscera. so let's break this segment down that you pitched so viscera <laughs> no, no, no. Just, so is, is viscera is viscera just bursting in like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> like, Did what? someone say bum? <laughs> oh, 
gonna suck is two weeks later this is gonna come out and people are gonna go hey I like that bit we talk about this we're having sex with homeless people I go what are you on a boat you creep go away from me it's somebody's I'm like oh wait I said that please say mum that's why I said hey listen to Tom Tom Campbell's podcast about Smackdown don't mention I'm in it yeah you know that was your life so okay, would they have cut backstage oh, and he was mid process, like with eating a turkey leg at the same time, or would it be like him bursting in saying, "Did somebody say bum?" To feed him like one of those Greek emperors, where it's like sort of grapes from the vine, it's just it's go, turkey. Or they go backstage and they're worshiping him like a Greek god. Bishra. Um, I thought you were dead. No, <laughs> just stiff. <laughs> oh, no. I've never been more alive. That number is 0800. Uh, found a home inside a homeless. 888. <laughs> WF is for kids. <laughs> That's it. Ring the Navy. Ring him up at like one in the morning to tell him how much you think this is appropriate for kids. And Photoshop, John, don't do anything about this part. How about, how about you take a day off? <laughs> Go outside. Isn't that covered at you? <laughs> Did somebody say bum? Things that go bum in the night. <laughs> viscera. Number one through five, viscera. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, stop showing me gifts of viscera on your phone. Shame it, man. Um... <laughs> Plays the role of Road Dog in this match and gets the hot tag to test. And the crowd pops for him. Good God. I'm just desperate to leave at this point. Pump handle slam on Triple H. Whoa. Then the New Age Outlaws run out and beat up everyone. And let's see if you got this right. One of those like, teasers they do on TV shows back in the day. The question before the break and afterwards, see if oh, you yeah, got it yeah. right. Let's see if you guess what the... That's right. Triple H pins test. Of course he does. Blunt talented young man who's got a potential future. Let's just nip that in the bud straight away. Test right. This Where's Christian? After... <laughs> Let me add him. Test looked great in the brief bits he was in this. Like the house of fire that Test pulled out was amazing. Lighting up everybody. That spinning fall away slam on Triple H. Sorry, that's, sorry, I'm turning to JR. Yeah, JR. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name. It's on the graphics. Um... <laughs> That spinning sidewalk slam that he did, that spinning side slam was phenomenal. Big boo. He just looked great in that little burst. Mm. That's that's the test that I wanted deck in DX last week rather than sat there going, Steph, I can't, I can't get past this level on Tiger Woods. It should have come to the ring instead of that, the jock strap that, that Drake gave them. It should have like duct taped an N64 <laughs> to his head and Triple H is like, Bam! And it absolutely has no effect on him. And Trace goes, wow, nothing beats the N64. <laughs> <laughs> Just strapping bits of N64 to him. Something that Brian Cage would watch in hey. many years to come and go, actually, that's a great idea for a gimmick. Yeah. Triple H is like, kid. It's like the games master. He's like, kid, <laughs> if, if WrestleMania 2000 is too hard for you, put on easy mode and all the opponents turn into Jericho. <laughs> Anyway, luckily for us, as DX beaten Test up and breaking his nose for the third time that week, all of Test's friends come out to say, oh, wait, yeah, no, no, no one comes out to save him. Absolutely nobody. Until 
<laughs> Vincent Mann at the entrance ramp. Oh, that counts as 50 feet. Yes. According to Billy Gunn, he might have to be in a different state. Uh-huh. That's a fit. So instead, he sends all of the wrestlers out the bat at the X. And it's great because, like, Kane comes out. And then, like, Rock comes out. Mankind comes out. And then the Acolytes come out. And then the Hollies come out. And then more and more wrestlers. And the crowd just gets louder and louder when more and more and more wrestlers come out. And convinces us, get them, get them, get them. And it's oh, it's an amazing way to end the show. Because, was... like, yay, this is all coming out. I'm a big oh, old brawl. They did have to that... dodge a bullet, though, because, like, oh. the whole thing was, like, Vince couldn't get in the ring uh, to... Vince can get in the ring to stop DX from attacking Shane McMahon. Shane gets a pedigree in the ring. Vince can't get in. So Vince, so Vince's plan A was to peg it down to the ring and batter them. Okay, plan B. Empty the locker room. And that should have been your plan A. But also, as... as yeah, Triple H was like, wait, that, that was like the worst idea in the world. If I didn't have the straining order, it would have just been him. Yeah, exactly. Triple H is the point. pedigree on Shane McMahon. The crowd start chanting Austin. It was hoist by his own leotard. Hey, Sorry. the crowd start chanting Austin. And obviously Austin ain't Austin. Austin's, I mean, yeah, that's this is clearly like this guy's out. Uh, no. So he, okay, so we haven't got Austin. So no mention of him, by the way, on this show. No, they have to. They now have to stop. I think because if they mention him, they put him on the screen. Yeah. It just it, it gets people's dander up. Yeah. Uh, so they can't. So Vince's option is instead of Austin, here's the entire locker room. <laughs> To do a curtain call. And crowd like, yeah. Yeah. But can DX go, okay, uh, might need to abandon ship here. So they all start brawling amongst each other, and then they spot, there's the turkey. This is a separate turkey to the bum turkey, which is backstage, <laughs> somewhere warm. <laughs> it's with Viscera, who is also a, a bum turkey. When you could see the grin on Tom's face now, I was like, I was like no. <laughs> if you say it quickly, maybe you won't notice. I noticed. And crowd losing their minds as Crash Holly sells a t- turkey to the head. And then this is a crowd just going nuts. Going yeah. nuts here. And the show finally ends with Mae Young pie-facing Lola. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> what I like is in that, li- that last bit, food fights kicking off everywhere. Lola stands up, turns around, gets pie-faced. And then just to the side, and I-, I like little technical stuff like this, you see a production assistant counting them down. <laughs> for the end of the show. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh. You see a guy like with like sticking out the f- number four hand gesture, the three, and then you hear Michael Cole go, happy Thanksgiving, I think. They go, ah, oh, that's his closing line. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like that little stuff like that as, yeah. as the show ends. Well, that was a great ending to a, a, a weird eclectic episode of SmackDown. An eclectic episode of SmackDown. Let's do the fun recap we always enjoy. Tom, what did you remember about the show? I For this one, I remember the debut of Rikishi. I remember Rikishi turning up for the very first time and thinking, he looks fun, he looks cool, and now he's dancing. Like that a lot. Yeah. What do you remember? I remember you. <laughs> well, you remember me. Don't let times pass you by. I was doing Weep a different song, but that's the okay. Um, the Mankind Al Snow the Rock Love Triangle. Oh, yes, that's a good shout. Because that was another thing featured in the magazines at this point. Because, you know, I read like, the, the male soap opera were keen to stress, and that's why it's a, it's actually very enjoyable to talk about these shows because we say we could cover every SmackDown. Lord, no, we talk about like 2019 SmackDown. You know, in a minute, Baron Corbin, dog food, tie <laughs> up, whatever. Christ, that's that's for us to worry about in many years yeah, to exactly. come. Exactly. But what did you forget or reminded about by watching this show? I forgot <laughs> Viscera bumming the no. homeless. <laughs> Viscera's care in the community. That's only on the uh, network version. <laughs> I forgot 
I forgot China braining Jericho with a hammer. Really unnecessarily yeah. aggressive and was sold the same way you'd sold a thumb in the eye, which is bizarre. Uh, what did you forget? Oh, the Hardy's New Age Outlaws cage match. Mm. That's nuts. That's, yeah. uh, it's a shame that it's a real, it's just literally a match on SmackDown. But there have been more hype for it or whatever, or we'd had this as a Survivor Series. Wow. Very throwaway, but it was still really good fun. Yeah, they packed a lot of stuff there. So. Yeah, they really did. They really did. Next week uh, will presumably be the fallout from the wedding. There's a wedding on Monday. Tess oh, yeah. and Stephanie McMahon are getting married. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Linda McMahon, we found out during this show, has paid for a bachelorette party to Las Vegas. Oh, how She was nice. in on it. What could possibly go wrong with the wedding next week? Mick Foley with like the pile of quarters looking for that. <laughs> but all that and more. And thank you very much for tweeting at us going, when's the podcast up? Because that's when you know that people actually give a damn. Like, where is it, you idiot? Yeah, it's quite nice that people have missed it. So it's nice. We're back now for the new year. We're, we're rocking and or rolling. Uh, myself and Matthew are back on this podcast feed. Well, you're back on on Friday for the Cultaholic. Uh, podcast when all the usual the normal one where, games that come where from that. I try and have the same chemistry with Jack and Ross and it just doesn't work <laughs> because <laughs> I am Al Snow and they're the Rocket Man <laughs> what am I then Stevie Richards your head I'm fine with your head uh, and then on Saturday you will hear a special Cultaholic watch along once again on the Cultaholic Classic Raw review myself and Justin Henry are watching every episode of Raw we're a few years behind we're in 1994 and we have reached the 1994 King of the Ring how much does this guy weigh uh, we, we've got Matthew to join us on the show oh, wonderful. this week so on Saturday You'll be treated to myself, Matthew Gregg, and Justin Henry from Off of America watching King of the Ring 1994. Yeah, so if you love talking bollocks, that's, oh, that's what it's going to be. You've got a three-hour one drop-in. I love Justin Henry. On Saturday, he's a, he's a boy. He's an absolute boy. So we'll speak to you then. Until then, he is at Matthew Gregg. And he's at Tom Campbell. And I'm in Botchamania this week. Yes, hey. mate! Yes, mate! <laughs> and he's in my heart all the time. Bless love you, you bye! Love you, bye! Viscera shags the homeless. That didn't happen. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.